Yo, what's up? This is Mikey Dab, and welcome to The Hype Report. Each week, we recap the biggest stories from Hypebeast directly from the minds of the editorial team. I'm here to connect the dots. Let's get into this week's show. What's up, guys? What's going on? Uh, I am your host, Mikey Dab. This week for The Hype Report, we are doing the best music of 2019. That'll be artists, that'll be genre. We'll, we'll talk about a few different things, but we got a special guest joining us today in the, uh, in the room, so to speak. Manny, introduce yourself. Hey, 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 Manny. Um, uh, music guy, I guess now. <laughs> yeah, so good to be back. And also, uh, what's up, guys? It's Patrick uh, with Hypebeast Music. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to kick this off with, uh, I guess, between the two of you or the three of us, really. Uh, we'll talk about the best new artist. Of 2019. Of yes. 2019. Yes, definitely. As of uh, as of now, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what were our thoughts? What are we doing? Uh, music guy. I'll loft it up to Manny to start, and then there'll be a rebuttal. Off the bat, I think two people that I love was Summer and Baby Keem. Summer because like she's probably my favorite songwriter right now. Everything like ever since her video of Girls in Love, I was like, yeah, I think she's gonna be out of here. And then she has done nothing but deliver. Now people may hate her shows, <laughs> and every I feel like every time on on Twitter or social media, there's something, there's something Summer Walker did, but I think as a musician, she's easily one of the best of the year. And then Baby Keem is probably the most fun project of the year. Outside of the baby, um, baby on baby, I think Baby Keem just killed it. Like his project is super good. Yeah, what was that project called? Uh, I totally forgot. No, I'm just kidding. I was just gonna, <laughs> just trying to make you say it. Die for my Yes, so. yes. Uh, but yeah, from top to bottom, I think that project was just hella fun. Honestly, hella surprising because I thought he was cool, but the project was. Dude, the melodies on that project too, like a lot of anthems, like super mature ear. And mm -hmm. you can kind of tell that they're building him up for something bigger too, because no press inquiries. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I've tried. Mm -hmm. um, and then his show at Babies as well. You saw on like social media too in Toronto, Drake showed up and stuff like yeah. He's being groomed. Yeah. Um, super fun, super surprising project. So Keem was definitely on mine. Summer too, her songwriting and like ability, her overall aesthetic. And then, you know, obviously what comes with that is like a young female artist, all the Twitter drama. Mm -hmm. I swear every single week we get an artist who's like, hey, guess what? I'm quitting. <laughs> Which is <laughs> so yeah. 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 Like But the vibes for sure. She yeah. was she was great. But in terms of like a more underground feel for me, my favorite up and comers. There's this whole movement right now with Medhane, Mavi, and Navy Blue. Navy Blue, mm. who's Sage, Elsesser, and you know, Skater here in New York. Um, all those guys have been putting in so much work. And it's not like they're trying to like promote themselves as this like high consciousness, like, you know, pedantic kind of rappers. It's just like they're woke and the way they approach it, like their skill set, it's kind of almost like bare minimal, mm -hmm. really like dusty. I loved it. So listen to all those guys' projects. So if you haven't yet, by all means, load up YouTube, SoundCloud, check it out. It's going a lot easier than I thought it was going to go. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, they got the... It'll get confrontational in a minute. <laughs> they yeah, got, um, they're super skillful, and which I love. I think something refreshing and it's like very from the tree of Earl, but different. So it's just something that I've been listening to more and more. A uh, couple other people that I really love. I love Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke is just... Song of the Summer. Yeah, I mean, like, when I heard Dior for the first time, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is it. I, I really was, thought he was 37. I, I yeah, say he's honestly, 19 or 37, honestly, yeah, he's super man. young. But yeah. that dude is something special. Uh, the, his project, front to back, is just... 
I don't know. It's just, it's meant for the winter, and it's just like, it's so fun. It's just like, we outside. I think that's, I think that's, that's pot smoke. It's just like, we outside. Yeah, we're, we're living it up right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, two people, I think, from Afrobeat, Afropop, I think are supremely talented and probably going to be um, two big names is Santi and Rima. Um, those two are, have been fantastic. They've been putting out great music. Aesthetically, they're doing things that's like, super fun and fresh and is just bringing in a different energy in a different way that's happening right now. And then lastly, Dominic Fike, who's probably people known by now, but I absolutely love everything he's doing. Oh yeah, totally. Super like diverse artist as well. Yeah. You know? Oh, and then I have to shout out Slow Tie as well. Yes. I'm really happy that the UK is like breaking out of this whole like, oh, we're going to call everything the UK does grime, yeah. which is not, dude. Like it's just another region that is super hip hop and everyone within it has their own like super unique sound. So Slow Tie definitely delivered one of my favorite projects of the year. Definitely. Loved how he was hella political, um, you know, prone to controversy. And plus he's just, he spits. Yeah. He's awesome. All right, so now that we've got new artists or emerging artists out of the way, uh, let's move into the best albums of 2019. Patrick, why don't you kick it off? What are, you, what are your favorite albums from this year? All right, so first one, I'll, I'll just start um, the ones that like emotionally connected with me the most, not like by consensus, but uh, All My Heroes Are Cornballs by JPEG Mafia was legit. <laughs> like, dude, it was just one of my favorite records. Some, some sh- just hits different, you know? Yeah. And you just like, like there's a beat switch on uh, Keenan vs. Kel, and you don't really know why it's called Keenan vs. Kel. <laughs> and the, the rollout of it, he got all his favorite musicians and collaborators into a room and filmed them. And the whole gist of it was them listening to it and being like, he leaves the room and then they look at the camera, they're like, how do we tell him this is awful? <laughs> so the rollout was hilarious. Injury Reserve is on there. Um, and yeah, man, he also did production on uh, Danny Brown's new record. So it was a really big year for him. And I just think his overall attitude and the way he you know, approaches, he's hella confrontational and mm-hmm. super good record. Um, so I'll start with that. Manny, what you got next? My favorite album is Igor. I, yeah. I think hands down. It's the solid pick for that's, sure. That's my favorite. That's what I've been listening to since it came out. That's where I go back to the most. That project to me front to back, it's the best project of the year. How do you feel about him being nominated for best rap album <laughs> when, when he was like, I'm not making a rap album. It's So one half is like, so I think everyone thinks that he should be nominated for best album of the year. Yeah. Like without a doubt, he should have been nominated, which is, which is disappointing that he wasn't. However, I am worried that people look at rap, quote unquote, as a lower class um, yeah, nomination. Yeah, they try and put it all in together for like urban contemporary. Yeah. And they and miss the mark pretty much every year. And so I think it's a one, it's a it's a shame that the Grammys are still outdated and still kind of just like, this belongs in this category and this is that. I think that's a shame with that. I think I am happy that he is nominated for best rap album, even though he says that it's not a rap album. I'm just like, you're a rapper, you rap. I'm happy that you got nominated for something. But I think Igor to me was the best album of the year. Yeah, I think it's gonna win too. Yeah. Because I think in 2020, we deserve an, a Tyler, the creator Grammy's acceptance speech. 100%. I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't know I loved that album until I listened to it. Yeah. I didn't know because I've been listening to it through random playlists. Mm. Like randomly, I've been mm-hmm. finding songs and like a whole bunch of playlists that I've been putting together or finding from friends. And then I listened to the whole album. I was like, wait, this is on this album? I had no idea that I liked that many songs on the album till I listened to it in its entirety. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's a that's front, that's a front to back listen yeah, for sure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. 100%. So that, yeah. that's definitely a good one on there. Yeah. What else you got, Pat? So after that one, okay, my next pick, it's actually seven picks. 
because Griselda Records dominated 2019. It's one of those things where, like, you got to gauge people's, like, love of this, you know? So if they're talking about Griselda this year, you're like, okay, yeah, you love Mm hip-hop. You you love music. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite one was probably Benny's. Like, overall, dude, we talked about this. 100%. uh, The plugs I met, there's literally not a bar in there wasted. (laughs) Like it's like it's just like rap at the highest level. Yeah, dude, it's iron sharpens iron. Like yeah. all those dudes, like they're literally blood, like they're family, mm-hmm. you know. And like they've been around each other their entire lives. They get in a room together, and they're just like, I don't, even, I can't even say they're at the pinnacle of what they're doing right now. They mm-hmm. just signed like their major deal mm-hmm. with you know Shady, and now they're managed by Rock Nation. So, what would Sheen Gun do? Which came out what last week? Mm-hmm. Super solid too. Yeah, Benny has a verse on there where he's like. Uh, I'm 5'8", like I step on my bricks, I'm 6'11", or something. Yeah. I'm 6'11", if I stand on my bricks. Yeah. Like, it's cartel drug rap, but they do it in such a different, better way. Yeah. So Eloquent. Yeah. I think what Westside has my favorite bar of the year when he raps and repeats and screams, tell Virgil right brick on my oh, brick. Dude. I've, I've literally yelled that randomly in <laughs> The way he situations. says it is to be like at like, pe- like it sounds like he's like a sixth grader like tattling on someone. Like, right brick on my brick. Like, it's, it's, yeah, they hit a zone right now. It's just like, it's awesome to see. So I'm happy for them. Buffalo, king of New York. Yes. <laughs> Putting right. Buffalo on what, what else do you have after those seven? I think one big one that like I really sit with a lot is Sir's album. I think Sir put out a monster album and I like Listen to that front to back a lot, almost as much as Igor. So Sir album and also Golding's album, um, yeah. I listened to a lot. That grew a lot. A lot. I the one to. previous that he had was one of my favorite records, mm-hmm. um, At What Cost. Yeah. So, and the album artwork for that was so fire. Yeah. Um, but this one definitely grew on me. I would say the Pusha T verse on that. Pusha had probably some of the best guest verses of the year. Yeah. You could put all his guest verses and pretty much make up very solid EP. Exactly. It's yeah. it's a solid one. Let me run through, uh, I guess, the list. A Man. Young Boy NBA, um, Young Boy Never Broke Again, came out with like a fire, fire album with um, Young AI. I think he's he's a superstar. He has He's a trouble kid, so he doesn't get talked about, but he's one of the biggest artists right now, and his music's fantastic. Um, I love Flying Lotus album. It's just something I just always end up playing when they're like, I need something to put on. It's yeah. just one of those just like, yeah, I'm gonna put on Flying Lotus and just put that on. Um, same thing with Solange. I think I listened to Dreams every morning since it came out. That's well, a good way to wake up. Yeah. I don't wake up to that kind of, that like positivity. I, I seriously think I listened to Dreams every morning since it came out. Um and then some that album just one of those things you just put on like I I need something to play and I'd be like, Oh, let's put on Solange. And then last but definitely not least, it's Burner Boys, African Giant. That's like my fun and go out album. And of course, I think you'll probably have this also. Um, Freddie Gibbs Mallet. Yeah, I was just going to leave it till the end. That's, <laughs> I don't want to start off with like the obvious pick. Yeah, it that's, was that's a odd. half decade in the making. And very rarely does something that hype live up to the expectation. Chef and Kiss. It's just dude, like, it's just, yeah. there isn't, yeah, I don't even know what my favorite song on that is. Probably Cataracts. Yeah. Or, you know, I was thinking, I was like, should I do another one? I was like, I don't think so. I think this should be it. I'm like they will. I'm like, come like, <laughs> should they do like a? I'm like, are they gonna run a mad like run the jewels? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what's like, funny though is I get like mad protective over like Mad Lib collabs now because mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm like I'm like no this Mad Gibbs like 
that's the only way that Mad Lib should collaborate. And meanwhile, like Mad Lib's going to have a West Side Gun project. Exactly. He's doing shit with, oh no. And yeah. everyone's like literally looking at the, the Freddy project with him. And they're like, oh, we can do that too. And it's like, I don't think you can. Yeah. <laughs> I like, that's really something super special. And I was really like, I'm not sure they're going to run with it, like run the jewels. So I just like, all right, oh, this is working. Yeah. Let's just keep it going and make some music. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, they don't even have a name. But I was like, oh, who cares? I knew it wasn't going to get nominated for a Grammy. But in the back of my yeah. mind, I was kind of like, you know, they did the whole album of the year tour. As in the back of my mind, I was like, hey, we could live in a society where this happens. That would have been crazy. Yeah. But then re-listening to it, I was like, bro, the lyrics in this, you like, it, it, first off, it's too lyrical. <laughs> Second off, like fake names. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get a Grammy nomination for fake names. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, dude, I think Gibbs is probably, he's reached a height that most rappers won't. He's like probably one of the most technically skilled rappers, but he can also attack things on a chorus with melody and he doesn't need auto tune. So yeah, yeah that was, uh, bandana is, is the pinnacle of, of what he's done and, uh, he'll probably do more after, but mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a solid list, man, for yeah. sure. I was trying to think of like some other stuff I like. I like Big Thief album is really good. Like Steve Lacey, Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Bear. yeah. Ooh, you know what? The same week that dropped, though, was a Toro Imoa, like, what was it, Soul Trash? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Toro does hip-hop, that shit. He's special, man. I had to, I was re-listening stuff, um, what was it, two, like, a couple of days ago, and I was like, man, this is a long-ass year. All right, so now that we've addressed the, the, the best new artists for 2019 and some of the best albums for 2019, we're getting into 2020. We got, we got 10 years of music. So what are some of the, the staple issues or tendencies that have happened in the industry that kind of resonated with you or set you off a little bit? Mm, um, okay, so first thing that come to mind was um, I was telling a friend about this the other day, and I was like, I love toxic R&B. Mm -hmm. like, I love R&B that feeds your inner self-depreciation, you know? Like, you're just like, I know this isn't a good attribute of mine's but can you understand why this is a good attribute of mine so essentially drake marvin's room is a, it's just a pinnacle of this like what this is where it's just like hey i'm drunk and i think you should leave your man for me <laughs> because i'm just way cooler We've all um, been there. Yeah. And we, we've all it been sounds there. sounds so bad when yeah. you say it. It's like, <laughs> sounds so cringy, but then you put it to like that beat and him singing and it's like, this is art. the, this is, yeah, high art. I remember having like a very like heated debate about why the song is like elite is because like, this is an honest um, emotion. Like 90% of guys do this. The best guys sometimes just get into a headspace and be like, why are you not with me? Like, what's the difference? Women do it too. Don't exactly, hundred percent. It it's yeah. an honest emotion, which I was like, and people were like, "No, but that's bullshit." Drake is a hater. What, like, what type of man does? I'm like, dude, you probably did that last week. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know you did. <laughs> yep. And so that involved into the weekend, which then made it a mystery toxic R and B. Just like, I don't know. I don't like myself, but I like you, and let's just figure this out together. And then that goes to party next door, which is just like, I just want to have fun. Who cares about the details? The intricacies. And then Bryson Tiller, Oof. which is just amazing because he will go to you and be like, look, I know I cheated multiple times, and I know I'm wrong, but... 
here's the story why you should get me back. And it's just like, what? At the end of the day, yep. it's like, what, what, are, <laughs> what are you telling me? But he makes it sound so good. And so. Melodic therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also just very toxic. R&B can be also um, just not hurting yourself physically, but like self-medication of just like numb the pain, numb the pain, drugs, liquor, um, girls, sex, whatever, feed me it right now. And it's like, okay, I like that, you know? <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up for that. Yeah, Let's man. do this. <laughs> so Tox R&B, I think, is a, something that's been growing. And it's not even just men. What's the name is really good at that? Summer is really good at that. Like, I Extremely. love the line when she says, look, I'm not going to shoot you. I'll just wave the gun a little bit. Just like, yes, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yes. Um, SZA, really good at toxic. Oh, uh, 100%. Well, just like, look, like, we don't got to figure this out. Like, we can just enjoy our we can share company. Them. We can share yeah. them. Don't worry about it. We can you, enjoy you, each other's company. Take them on the weekends. Don't exactly. Worry. I love it. I love it. And so that's something that's been near and dear to my heart. And you know. Definitely define the 2010s. Exactly. For sure. At the beginning of the decade. Yeah. And you, you look at that photo of Drake on the cover of Take Care. That is like, <laughs> if you were to look up toxic, toxic R&B... <laughs> That would be the image in the dictionary 100%. for sure. But it changed so much. Yeah. I think especially too for the male artists included in there, a lot of people like to hate on Drake because he opened up in that way and would either like hate on himself or hate on the situation, but would still be honest. He tried to do like that falsetto singing and stuff, but it changed the game yeah. 100%. And that's why we're kind of where we are right now. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, 100%. yeah, dude, hate it or love it. Just honesty. Just like good 2 a.m. bad decision honesty. Yeah. A hundred percent. And now it's just a mainstay. Like, I feel like every artist coming up has to like come with that honesty, mm -hmm. like in their own personal backstory to be a better artist. Exactly. Um, Other 2010 things that major movements for me was the whole Rosewood, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes. I mean, think about like the George Kondo artwork, rocking suits Mm -hmm. in like a non-corny way. Like that is, you know, the runaway film. Mm Mm-hmm. High art amazing, stuff, dude. Amazing. I think that's probably the greatest rollout I've ever seen. Good with Fridays. The, with Good Friday. Yeah. I think that's that right there was like peak Kanye. And also super underrated is his rollout for Yeezus. I think that was probably like his last official plan rollout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this dude legit had videos of a um, new slave playing in 60 different countries across the world at yep. once. It was amazing. And then his performance of Black Skinhead for the he mm. unveiled that. I was like, and then the minimalist approach, we're just like, I'm just taking away all this shit. And like, I don't want no singles. I don't want none of that. I don't even want an album cover. I'm just showing you this madness. And I was like, this is Kanye at his best. And then, God, I missed that. Because <laughs> after that, it's been. There's still like the occasional wow moments. Yeah. But the inconsistency hurts. Yeah. You know? It's just like. And that's just who he is because he's just going to run with stuff now. Yeah. You know? I mean, honestly, we were talking a couple weeks ago just about like, I mean, I think Yandi probably would have been the better project. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Twisted Fantasy, though, like that whole Kanye redemption tour and talk about like yes. toxic R&B. Like this was a dude that was just airing out like all his dude, <laughs> yeah. all his flaws. Yeah, I, I remember like, dude, he brought out the best in pretty much every artist that worked with him. Yeah. You know, there's that whole thing about like Kanye, like stealing your soul, like yeah. Nikki. Best yeah. verse. Rick yep. Ross, best verse. Oh, yeah. Pusha T. He made Pusha T like rewrite that verse like three times because yep. he was like, be more of an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, 
and then the the VMA performances, mm-hmm. um, him going on SNL and performing, even yeah. though he said like tell SNL they can kiss my old like my mm-hmm. whole ass for ma- like making fun of him. So that was a movement, dude. And that was like yeah, what was that? Twenty ten, twenty eleven. That was twenty eleven. Good, good way to start off the decade for sure. Yeah. Bad way to end it. <laughs> Two. I guess I could write it off three that I really like. Um, I guess four. Uh, Crew, when Crew came out by Golink in the Grammy nomination, oh, I thought yeah. that was a huge moment just because it was like, um, I think it was the area. I think in the crew, a crew represent, which is just like bliss. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that was just really fun and really a really great moment in music just because it's just three kids just like got together and it made like a fucking, it made a, a true anthem and it because of momentum and an excitement behind it, it got nominated for a Grammy. So I thought that was super cool. Chief Keef, the rival and finally rich. Jesus. Tough. I say this all the time so and tough. I will say this again. Chief Keef literally is a father of modern day hip hop. I think he's the one that kind of ushered in everything we're seeing now. Like I have never seen videos um, of just like he had to do things because of his predicament like him and all his friends and all of this at his grandma's again, house and his grandmother's house just he's on house shirtless arrest. and just Dude. rapping into videos and yep. look at that video of don't like and love sosa and then look at everything else how important drill is chief keith i think started everything that's that's right now one, yeah. one of the most important people right now um and i think that 2011 when he came out i just remembered saying whoa and then all I could think about is the recording of that dude is like people hating on Chief Keith. Oh my like God, the classic. YouTube and he's just clapping. <laughs> yeah. oh just like classic. Nuts. And I'm just like, yes. Um, and the I, fact they thought to put that in like the actual intro. 100%. Dude. I just think like that's something that I, I just haven't seen in, since him. Um, uh, was that 2010 too? That was 2011. 2011. Good years. Yeah. Let's go Finally back. rich. Mm, what a great, what a great album. Were you in school in 2010? 2011 was my last year in college. Yeah, let's go last back. Last year in college. Let's just that go was back. a beautiful period. It was my first year in college, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it had nothing um, to do with exposing. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce and Solange um, with Lemonade and the Seat at the Table. I think those are two of the most um, important bodies of work as a whole in music. I just think they made what complete projects supposed to be at a message. It was unapologetic. It was beautiful. It was just well thought out. It was just like peak art and music combining. And I know I probably said art a couple of times, but that's just something that's like, I just look back and be like, man, this is something I will show to probably my future kids and be like, yo, this is how it should be. And then um, the tour part one, it's just like, God, I just wish they can, I wish they, they were all friends again. Thug, um, Rich Homie Kwan, Birdman. That was one of the best projects I have ever heard within the last decade. We all knew it wasn't going to last, though, dude. You were, you were just like, this is not built to last. If Birdman's involved, you're like, hey, no one's getting paid and everyone's going to hate them, each other. Oh, that was special. Yeah, man. Special. It was like watching, um, I don't know, man, like LeBron and Kyrie go it was like the splash brothers like oh yeah it was just like let's go what a, like two dudes who are immensely talented just going back and forth and it was beautiful and it was just like man that was that little moment it was i think that was 2014 like it's just like a little six nine month period it was just crazy and then it evaporated yeah per the chief keef stuff too i remember just laughing because he was like 16 and his yeah. album was called finally rich and it's just like spoke to like 
damn he's 16 but he's lived a long life it's crazy i think i don't yeah i'm not sure if he's even 30 right now yeah yeah i mean it's just different when you grow up where he grew up you yeah. know what i'm saying but also i think that was a prime example of like you know he had the don't like and he could have easily been like a one-hit wonder it's not me speaking on like his talent level just shit could go wrong so mm-hmm. when he signed to a major everyone was so anti-label but do they handle that right yeah kobe is still my favorite song on that 100 <laughs> percent the album's literally that album is perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think you can't talk about the decade without talking about the importance of Odd Future. Yeah. Um, where they were to start as like being billed as these kids that were like horrorcore rap and like this like <laughs> the missing of like Earl sweatshirt and like the the mystery around that and them as a collective to breaking up, but then seeing like the figureheads of like what Frank is doing as like a generational artist, what Tyler is doing, and then what Earl is doing and how separate their webs have been like mm-hmm. going off, but like how important they are to that generation of music obviously Sid and the internet and then the like tertiary people around that circle. Like, I don't know, I've never seen anything like that before. So there was something in the water that was, you know, around that crew that led them to be like artists, artists of a generation. And, you know, I'm really excited to see where they take it from here. Super Um, important. Cause yeah, they just still dominate, you know, my, my listening sessions for sure. And then top dog, as well i think like the 2010s were just really good about people strategically thinking about how you put together a crew and developing chemistry and like you know with top dog it was like they had their three four mixtape rollouts leading up to you know kendrick's debut and and just the pre-planning of it all and letting people in on that too to be like you know i mean also social media played a major role but man what a decade for music man yeah yeah, these 2020s aren't gonna be as good, dude. It's gonna go way downhill. Hopefully, we get a black hippie, black hippie project. Fingers crossed, but we'll see. All right, so I guess let's just roll into misses from the past 10, and then we'll do expectations for the next, you know, year. Uh, I think just the only thing that I'm I could think of is just um, streaming is interesting because it gives everyone power, and um, it gets like I'm just worried about streaming because. I'm starting to see it's going to become kind of, um, I don't know, kind of nasty. At first, it was like, oh, artists get the powers in their hand, but then it's like, not really, because they're not getting really paid more, getting paid that much. Then it's just like, okay, people are trying to finesse and then trying to get their artists to be boosted on streaming, like, i.e., yep. all right, I'm on this playlist, but like, is this song really that hot? And then now it's becoming individual awards where Spotify and Apple Music are about to come out with their own individual awards. And the only thing I'm thinking about is like, man, this is about to be a, such a cluster. Uh, it's, it's hard. I, I definitely get what you're saying with that because that's my biggest fear too is that if I can create a room that just streams your video all day long and you become popular off of that, yeah. like who's to say like if that song is really good and if yeah. you warrant these awards from these streaming services? I just think it can be run, it can be done better and it can be more inclusive whereas i just think why don't you just do a, like a general streaming award with everyone involved and i know that's like a utopian the idea choice award but yeah but it can, it's just like it can there's so much more you can do but now it's just going to be like a free-for-all so it's just like it's how is this era going to end up i guess is what i'm kind of iffy on oh, yeah. I, th- I think society is way too reliant on the idea of the the internet running things for them mm. uh, i.e raffles i.e music in this case it's just one of those situations where it needs to be governed a little bit more and a little bit more uh strictly mm. when it comes to voting or even you know accepting anything of that nature like you need to 
maybe stop letting an algorithm run it mm. at this point. Like, I think it needs to be something else and mm. something bigger, but mm. they'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the era of the algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these up and coming artists, like they need to hit big with one song so mm -hmm. that it can be added to a rotation and then get those plays. So it's harder than ever to find like new music mm. outside of like the discovery feature. But then you go to the major streaming platforms and legitimately every discovery feature is the same. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of come, come like, it started off like awesome, right? And yeah. then it became like this commercialized commodity yeah. that, you know, it's like a facade. industry politics yeah. again. It's like, it's not really new discovery. It's like, hey, the labels hit us up and this is this new person. I'm mm -hmm. not naming names or anything, but like <laughs> it started off organic, but now if I'm listening to Spotify and it goes into like my suggestions and stuff, it's just way weaker. Mm -hmm. So 100%. It is what it is. Yeah. Right, let's go back to torrenting, man. Download. <laughs> uh, <laughs> external hard drive. Beer share. Dude, for sure. <laughs> I kind of think it was better. You had to work for it. Yeah. Really, it's separated like, you know, only the strong will stream. Do you guys remember LimeWire? Oh, oh, yeah, dude. Of course. 100%. Shout out, to myself, sorry. <laughs> Shout out to my mom's Dell. Just destroyed. Yeah, yeah multiple computers on my city. Um, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Other misses of the decade. That's tough. Do you guys have any others? Because then I'll continue to think about them in the background. I, I hate to say like something is a miss or a hit. Like I just like to see what I vibe to. Yeah. I, I live in my own musical world, so to speak. Like uh, I'm still listening to Post Malone. Like I don't care. You know, yeah. like if I vibe to it, like everything else can kind of sail by why I'm on like this, this dinghy, just listening to my own little ocean of music and that's it. So yeah, I'm like, maybe uh, I wish uh, mixtapes can come back just because yeah. I want to hear other people do other people's songs different. Just mm. like, you know, I miss like hearing Wheezy over, um, what's the song? Mob Deep. Or like, you know, yeah. just like, uh -huh. just like, yeah, no ceilings, man. Yeah, he legitimately like, had like mixtapes dedicated to rapping over other people. <laughs> exactly. Shit. And I think if other, if it, today, if a, if a rapper or an artist would do that, people would feel some type of way about it, you know? Cause they're like, oh, everyone produces now. Or like, you know, this is mine. Exactly. So I'm just like, maybe yeah. we'll get there again though. Yeah. You know, Tory Lanez, the Chicks tape kind of did it in a different creative yeah, I don't way. Know. Which he cleared <laughs> all those samples. God bless them. I yeah. mean, they all came yeah. back too. Yeah. So that's kind of mm. crazy. No, that was, that was super impressive. I need to spend more time. That's pretty that raw. I, you know, I forgot about that. That's pretty raw. That record. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? The death of the music video. Yeah. Super sad. Yeah. They're still doing like really great creative work, but I just remember, you know, it being a thing that you needed a strong rollout and things exactly. that like the, the aesthetic of music is kind of shifted. I'm kind of over the whole artist merch too. Yeah. Tired of it, you know, like doing this high end stuff. Like I remember I could get a t-shirt for 25 bucks for an artist that I liked. Yep. Now it's like, oh cool, $75. <laughs> this is like, okay. Thanks a lot, dude. And also right. it's still printed on Gildan. Exactly. For a Gildan yeah, so the yeah. hype beast, the hype beast in me sees that. And I'm just like, this is a part of the industry that, you know, people too focused on image, especially with hip hop and stuff is, you know, would just like go back to the days of $25 tees or, mm. you know, not seeing people it, it is what it is. In my day, we yeah. had twenty five dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we bought Gilded Tees for eight dollars. <laughs> Didn't kill us. Yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely one of those situations. I I, I hear you one thousand percent on that. Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm too old for music because I listen to it. I'm like I you know I was saying this before. Like I just feel like it all sounds the same sometimes. Mm. And like I'll listen to like three albums in a row and I'm like, okay, I liked one of those songs. And it just it just hurts because everything is such a it has such a high rollover rate. 
And I like, I wish they would just take the time to slow it down. I remember like you would get an album and it would be like, oh, that album's coming. Mm. And the, the anticipation to build like a music video yep. or whatever, like you, you, you would feel it when it came out and you would listen to it before another album came out. Now it's like, uh, I got to get through this album so I can listen to the next one. It, it, that's what, that's what I think bothers me the most about music right now. It's so rushed. Yeah. Well, they take it to the extremes though. And right. So now I think another thing that I really hate about this, this decade was, uh, the, the label and management beef. Like, was it just me or was it the worst this decade? Yeah, it's a lot. Because now you have like, yeah, either a projects are dropping so fast or you have something like Uzi or Cardi, where it's like, it's been a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Where it's just like, there are occasional tweets about like, hey, <laughs> might be Thursday. Yeah. Five like, months later. Like, you, know, then, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight yeah. up. So, like, all right. Gotcha. Yeah. But good music will always come out and the the good stuff will always sort itself. It's just always quality. Quality is self-evident. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I appreciate both of you guys stopping by today. This is a great episode. Um, I'm glad you were able to make it, Manny. Yes. Always, always a fan. All right, guys. Well, uh, look forward to next year in music and uh, catch you guys later. Yeah. See you guys later. If you want to stay up on the latest music news, check out Hypebeast Music on Instagram or go to Hypebeast.com forward slash music. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Hype Report. You can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes on Hypebeast.com forward slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment and let us know what you think about this week's topics. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Mikey Dab, and that's two B's. And shout out to the editorial team. I'm Mikey Dab, and thanks for listening to The Hype Report. Any comment, opinion, or suggestion made by any person contained in this episode does not represent Hypebeast in any way, and those genuinely are their individual, personal opinion, and thoughts towards the topic shared.